Let's begin with a word of prayer. Lord, we begin again, always in your love and by your grace, we begin again. And help us to be in touch with the gift of that in this moment. The gift of that that comes to us in each of our lives. That with you, there's always a new beginning. Through Christ, we pray and offer you this semester. Amen. We'll say it most every day in chapel. Good morning and welcome to chapel. To, to say welcome to anyone is no small thing. To look somebody in the face, in the eye, and say welcome is no small thing. In fact, in most of the world's spiritual traditions and the religious traditions, especially in Christianity, this is a sacred practice, really, to welcome anyone into your space or into your life, certainly into your heart. When you extend a welcome to someone, it really means you've made room for them, right? You're making room for them so they can come in as they are and be received as they are. So to say welcome is an act of grace that we offer one another. Welcome to chapel, everyone. I want to take a moment and welcome two special groups that are here this morning. First of all, if you have just begun your Baylor journey, if you are a brand new student, perhaps transferred in or just beginning an academic career, if you would raise your hand so we can see where you are. Keep your hand up. I want everybody to look around and see you. I want to wel I want, now y'all welcome them to Baylor. We're, we're glad that you're a part of our community now and we know it'll take a while for you to kind of figure out what the steps are in places like this and elsewhere, but just ask us how we can be of help. We want to walk along beside you. And I want to welcome another group. At Baylor, you know that we are confessionally Christian. This is who we are. It's all over the website. It's in every class. We say somehow we're grounded in this. We're guided by this. We are Christians, and we're a Christian institution. But we also know that folks from other faith groups find us and come our way, in part because we take our faith seriously. That's what I usually hear from them. So many of you are here in the room, and perhaps so you're from another faith tradition or you've not been part of the life of faith, and I just want to welcome you to this place. Maybe it's hard sometimes being a Baylor student and, and being a non-Christian, and maybe there are places that are awkward, maybe especially when you're in a chapel service where we pray and worship and proclaim our faith. I just want to say here at the beginning to all of you, thank you ahead of time for being with us in the way that you are and being uh, with us and respecting our faith in this place. You honor us as you do that. That's a great gift to us. And I pray that you'll feel the same respect from us as followers of Christ. I pray that you will feel welcome, that you'll feel at ease, that you'll feel at peace at Baylor and in Baylor Chapel especially. Baylor Chapel is 168 years old. The oldest tradition in higher education in America and every Baylor student who's walked the graduation stage has come into chapel to pray together with fellow students, to, to worship, to proclaim the faith. Really, it's a time, chapel stands for this, it's a time when we remember over and again, and we, we need prompting, don't we? Christians, we all have amnesia, I think. And on any given day, we can sort of be forgetful of who we are, of the reality of God, and that God's reality is loving, and it's made its way to us in Christ Jesus. So chapel is the place where we remember again. 
And maybe remember again at the beginning of every semester and at the beginning of any week and any day that we belong to God and that God has a purpose for us. So we hope that for you, for all of you in this place, wherever you're coming from, this would be a place of remembrance of the things that matter most. My friend and colleague Ryan Richardson is the director of chapel at Baylor. He works you all tirelessly and creatively thinking about you, trying to make this moment as blessed as it can be to inspire you and encourage you every day that you're in chapel. He's going to work hard again for you this semester and lovingly, and I want you to, as he comes out to talk about chapel, I want you to thank him ahead of time. Ryan Richardson. Thanks. Hey, as we start, I'm really glad to see you. I'm glad we're here for the new year. This is going to be a great time together this semester. I want to introduce you to a couple of my colleagues because you're going to see them this semester several times. This is Carlos Colon. Uh, you may remember him from last semester. Carlos, see? I, I should just say you're kind of a big deal. That's all I should say. If you are interested in, in uh, music composition, um, musical arrangement, Carlos is a good guy to know because sometimes I'll be sitting backstage or definitely in his office and he'll have a, his laptop up and a little MIDI keyboard and he'll have his headphones on and you look at the screen and it's this amazing intricate composition going on just backstage, not during chapel because it's an electronic device and that would be against the rules, but he does do it in between chapels. And so I also want you to meet Rick Watt. Rick is a fifth-year dual-degree master student. Rick is originally from the same place that my wife's family's from, Atlanta, Georgia. So anybody from Atlanta? No? No? Okay, well, we got one person. Fantastic. Rick is getting his master's in divinity and also his master's in church music, and so he's also a good guy to get to know. So thank them for being here this morning and for all that they'll do this semester. I also want you to meet Jacob Robinson, but he's not going to be on the stage because Jacob is always in this little room, and this little room does not even have a live window to the hall. It's actually tucked back under the stairs, up in the balcony, and so you, you can't see him, but he can see you. It's awkward. He's up there, and so everything that goes on on the screens and when you have to go watch chapels or get to watch chapels online later, um, he's the one who puts all of that in place. And so will you thank him already for the work he'll do this semester? And finally, it is very special and dear to me. I have a colleague that I have worked with for over a decade. Um, I have worked with this person since some of you were, were in your single-digit ages, and her name is Lisa Garrett, and she's right there. So will you turn and just say, hey, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, if you have any logistical questions related to chapel, Lisa's the one that you'll want to see. Lisa also supervises this great group of students called Chapel Student Leaders. And Chapel Student Leaders are going to have an increased role this semester. You'll see them on the stage more often. But also, I want you to look around and find your nearest Chapel Student Leader. They're right around you in the hall. And just give them a look so you know who they are. Art, okay. <laughs> 
Our chapel student leaders do things that you have no idea what they do. They work on future chapel guests who come to this place. They're going to be working on the way that we kind of all relate to one another here and the way that we can be more creative in chapel. And they're all over the place. And if you need something, if you say, hey, I have an emergency, I need to walk out, or I just need to go to the restroom, or I have some other situation I need to talk about, you can always find your nearest chapel student leader. They will know how to help you. And so I want you to know where they are. Good? Fantastic. Hey, I sent you an email on Friday. It came from Lisa Garrett's email account, but I, um, I sent two links. One of them is to the syllabus, and one of them is to the chapel schedule for the semester. So I want you to be aware of those two things. I want you to go look at the syllabus. You're responsible for the things that are in there. Um, and I want you to look at the schedule because it's going to be an exciting semester to be together in this hall. Um, so go do that. Check out the, the um, email that I sent and go check out those things. Today, I just want to do a quick primer for those of you who are new uh, to chapel and have never been here, and a reminder for those of you who have been in chapel. Um, we had a few issues last semester, so I just want to cover a couple things. Number one, just be on time. Chapel starts three minutes after the class official start time, which is 10.10. By 10.13, we will have started chapel. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because if you walk up to those doors in the back at 10.14, um, I, I have, I'm the bad guy here, so if you need to blame somebody, it's me. I have instructed our chapel student leaders and Lisa that we're not going to be able to let you in at that point after 1014. And the reason is because the program has already begun, and it would be very distracting to everyone around you uh, to let you in. So we're just going to need you to be on time. We actually give you more grace than any other class, and so please do that. Second, electronic devices, anything with a battery, anything with an on-off switch, just like in the airplane when they say you need to turn all these things off. When we start chapel, you'll see that little video that started. That'll be every chapel. That video should remind you, I should turn these things off. We ask you that because it distracts those around you. It distracts people on the stage when we see the light out there. And it also distracts you from this experience that we're doing together. So I want you to be aware of that. This is your warning, by the way, on that. So we're not going to warn you anymore. We're just going to ask you to leave because it's distracting to everyone. Um, thirdly, have your ID. Um, if you do not have a Baylor ID, you're going to need to get one, a working ID. You're going to need to get one quickly and bring it because only three times can you ask for a voucher. Now, if you do not have your ID and you walk out of those doors, you need to ask the chapel assistant, the chapel student leader, for a voucher. If the chapel student leader does not hear you ask, they don't know to give you one. A voucher looks like this. They're not all yellow, but this one is. It says voucher, and it has instructions printed on it that you need to go to the voucher booth over to the right and turn this in and put your ID number and things of this nature. If you do not ask for a voucher and you walk out without your ID, it's sad for me and it's sad for you, but you cannot get credit that day. And I, we are aware that you have sat in here and experienced what we did together. But we can't give you credit because between the three chapels, there's 3,700 of you. And we just don't know if you were here or not. So please do that. Um, only three times, so have a working ID so you don't have to worry about the vouchers. And finally, attendance in chapel is 75%. We do not have tests. We do not have essays of any type in Baylor Chapel. The only way that you get credit for having attended Baylor Chapel is attend Baylor Chapel. So 75% of the time, you must physically be here. We had quite a few issues with this last semester. And this sounds heartless, but it's just the way that we do this. We give you seven absences this, this semester. So you're going to want to save those. 
Because if you've missed too many and all of a sudden you end up in the hospital with the flu and you say, isn't that excused? There are no such thing as excused absences in chapel. Some of you are going to write me an email or Dr. Burleson an email and say, but, but I was in a family emergency. And we'll say, we're so sorry. It's just the way the, the policy has to be. You have to be present 75% of the time to get credit, okay? We're good? Sorry. Sorry, I have to do the hard stuff. And so that's the hard stuff. It's out of the way. Everybody take a sigh. <sighs> okay, thank you. It's all done. You all brushed. Great. Good, thank you. Did you get it? You didn't even get it. Okay, that's fine. Hey, we have us with us this morning somebody who spends 100% of his time making sure that your experience at Baylor is the best experience it can possibly be. He is not only a friend, but he's also a colleague, and he happens to be my and your vice president for student life here at Baylor. His name is Dr. Kevin Jackson, and he's here with us this morning to share. Will you welcome him with, with me to the chapel stage? Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Well, thank you, and good morning. Ah, there it is. Good morning. It is great to have you back. You know we miss you when you're gone? We really do. This campus is not the same without our Baylor Bears. And in fact, I was flying back in from the West Coast uh, yesterday evening, and on our plane, yes, got some West Coasters here, on our plane from Dallas to Waco, I had lots of Baylor Bears. And so I was able to sit next to Megan, a junior from California, and had a great conversation with her. Then we got off the plane in Waco and getting our bags. You know, the, the pilot is also the person who brings the bags in. And No, I'm kidding. Anyway, we were waiting on our bags, and I met Trevor, Trevor from Abilene. I had a chance to visit with him. And then I came across Katie from uh, Seattle, Washington. And Katie was particularly excited because her Seattle Seahawks had just had a big victory in the playoffs. Okay, yeah, all right, you Seahawks fans. But it was just a great time to have a chance to start connecting with you again. And uh, as I travel, I have a lot of people ask me, you know, Kevin, what, what's the deal with Baylor? Man, there are so many great things happening at Baylor University, and there are. Man, it is, it, I mean, it's any time is a great time to be a Baylor Bear, right? But particularly right now is a great time to be a Baylor Bear. So as they ask me that, my response is, first and foremost, I believe God's blessing us. God's blessing us right now, and, uh, and, and we, have, we, we need to thank him for that. But it was within the context of those blessings that then I begin to uh, provide some of the attributes I think we have. Uh, outstanding student body, that would be you. Yes, yeah, I agree, yes. We have a beautiful campus, right? We've got great faculty and classes. We've got caring staff. We've got a tremendous leader in Judge Ken Starr. Uh, we've got uh, some superior athletic programs. I mean, just these wonderful attributes that are happening at Baylor. But I think, really, the Baylor difference is our purpose. And in my own words, how I describe our purpose here at Baylor is that we want our students to become more and more the person God has designed them to be. We want each and every one of you to become more and more the person God has designed you to be. Now, sometimes I have people look at me and go, do you really believe that? With billions of people in this world, that each person is uniquely and uh, wonderfully made, has their own unique skills and attributes to bring to this world? And uh, my response to that is, sure, I believe that. And uh, then I say to them, look at your fingertips. 
All of you, just look at your fingertips. Do you realize that no one person in this room has the same fingerprints? Much less in our nation, much less in our world. They're unique fingerprints. And my thought is, if we each have unique fingerprints, we must then also have a unique life print. We have different skills and abilities and attributes and passions. And that one of your jobs here at Baylor and one of our jobs is to help you learn more and more about that. So that's the purpose of Baylor is to really help you do that. And we do that in lots of different ways. We do it in the classroom with the, the classes you take and the wonderful faculty that challenge you and mentor you. We do it with a myriad of experiences that we offer you to get engaged in. Whether it be student organization experiences, your residence hall experience, travel experience, whatever it may be. There's just a tremendous opportunity for you to learn more about your life print. And today in chapel, we're going to focus in on a particular type of experience for you that we want to encourage you to consider as you make your way through Baylor University. And that experience is what's known as an internship. And you can do internships in lots of different ways here. We've got an office of professional uh, you know, career and professional development that'll help you with finding internships, your own academic programs many times will do that, our own spiritual life. Through the, their resources can help you with that. But today, we want to focus in on a relationship that we're building with an organization called Buckner International. Now, Buckner is a human services a, a organization that helps empower communities throughout the country and world to extend human flourishing. And they have an internship program, and we have a Baylor Bear, who's going to come out and talk to you about her experience with this internship program in just a moment. And then after she speaks and chapel is dismissed, we have representatives from Buckner International out in the foyer, and they have a big table. You probably saw it when you walked in. And they're there to give you information and talk to you about many of these opportunities. So if you'll join me now in extending a warm welcome to Rachel Wells. Rachel is a junior um, Honor Scholar who is here today and she hails from Chicago, Illinois. Let's give her a well for her. Ah, Thank you. Having a classroom full of kids is stressful, crazy, and intimidating. I never really appreciated what teachers do before somewhat becoming one for a month on my mission trip through Buckner. It's often so hard to tell how the students are responding, if they're having fun or learning what they need to know, but I absolutely loved it. Here at Baylor, I'm primarily studying mathematics. So while on my Project Go trip to Nairobi, Kenya, in the school at the community center where we spent our days volunteering, I became the fifth, sixth, and seventh grade math teacher right away to give their usual teachers some much needed rest. After the kids took their exams, we got to have a day of fun before getting started with work again, about halfway through my trip. I bounced around between my classes, and each time I left one, they begged me to come back later. I taught them songs that we sung while dancing around the room, games that they loved playing, riddles that are really common in America but absolutely stumped them, and Bible stories of lessons of how we should live and respond to God. Every time we did something, it was whatever they begged me to do with them. So all day, I was coming up with games, songs, and stories on the spot. 
Between classes, when we were just hanging out, they loved playing with my hair, asking me questions about myself, grabbing my hand, playing outside with me, attempting to take pictures with my camera, holding my bag, and getting hugs. As different as the classroom environment and teacher-to-student interactions are in Kenya, kids are kids. They're out of control and crazy, especially when I let them do things like having a singing and dancing competition in class or teaching them to play Pictionary on the blackboard, and then we decided to do boys versus girls. I loved playing with them. I loved teaching them about God's grace and love and the importance of faith and trust in him through stories that they loved listening to. I loved teaching them songs to worship him and watching them come alive, filled with the joy of the Lord. I loved loving them, collectively and the ones I came to know individually. Being in Kenya for a month was incredible, and the relationships that I got to form, incomparable, with both the students and the fellow teachers. I learned more about my calling for the broken and the value of investing in a place for a long time. I learned that I love to teach, but I'm not quite as good in the clinic or in the kitchen as some of the other people who came with me. God taught me so much through my trip and filled my heart with his unending joy through relationships I formed with Kenyans while I was there. If you want to talk to someone more about how to get involved with Project Go, Buckner will have tables set up in the lobby after chapel and will be in the sub this afternoon. Buckner sends college students like you and I on trips around the world each summer to work with the programs they have in place in each country through Project Go. God shaped me and used me in incredible ways I would have never imagined on my trip. And my prayer is that he will do the same for each of you, be it through a Buckner Project Go trip or serving our Savior in any other capacity in your life. God bless. Thank you, Rachel. I hope that you'll check out the booth in the lobby. Each time we come to chapel, there'll be something out there that pertains to what we did on the stage. But today is one of those opportunities to really say, hey, what's my life going to be moving forward? And how can uh, the, what they have to share out there impact that? So let's stand together, and then we'll give you plenty of time to visit the table before your next class. Now, those of you who are new to chapel, you guys are so close. Those of you who are new to chapel or... Uh, if you've been in chapel before, you may recall me saying this. I consider the benediction a part of our worship, and so I'm going to give you all a pass today. But in the future, from here on, please don't make your way. As a matter of fact, I see someone scanning their ID right over there. Please do not do that. As you make your way, see, we're going to get this, I promise. As I ask you to stand at the end of chapel, please don't grab your bags or grab your jacket or anything of that nature. Instead, just stand and we'll get the benediction and we'll have that together because the point of the benediction is to bless you, is to ask God to be with you and to follow you throughout this part of your journey. And if you're distracted by all of these other things, then I feel like you're not going to be able to really accept that blessing from God. And so I'm going to ask you to do that each chapel, just to be still and rise, and then you can get your things when the benediction's over. So with that said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.